Welcome to the podcast. I'm Carla Joy Treadway. I'm here to help you navigate nuanced conversations and explore topics that demand your attention and awareness. There is no topic off limits here. Together, we will seek to find the middle path, explore the polarities of darkness and light, left and right, grace and grit. As a writer, life coach, and seasoned yogi, I'm in the business of awareness and conscious action. I'm here to create space for the conversations that need to be had in order to create solutions that bridge the divide between humans. Sensemaking will use practical, logical, philosophical, and spiritual tools to help us gain well-rounded perspectives on issues that strike a chord. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Carla Joy Treadway here. Really excited to bring you today's guest. We're bringing the Olympics straight to sensemaking. Jamie's been kind enough to share her story. And more importantly, what we love on the show here, solutions. What do we do with this great awakening? What do we do with this information? I think you're going to like this conversation a lot. Uh, Jamie Saleh has been a huge freedom fighter in this movement. She's been brave to speak out and she's received a lot of kickback in the process, but she keeps going. She's paired up with Theo Fleury to create Canadians for Truth a truthful news network to bring you the information that you need to hear. This movement is only getting bigger and stronger every single day. Whether or not you agree with every single freedom fighter's theory, if you agree with every freedom fighter's method, what's important to recognize here is all the good. There are so many good people in this movement doing amazing things, connecting with each other, and creating things that honestly just help other people. I love this discussion. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, Before we go on here, take a second and hit the subscribe button. It really helps us a lot. It helps other people find us. It helps us get our message out there. If you resonate with this content, if you like what we're doing, take a second and hit subscribe now. This episode is brought to you by The Sovereign. The Sovereign is a wellness membership to move us forward in a wild world. We're talking all things freedom in this uncensored online community and online course. We're helping you free your mind. We're helping you create financial freedom in your life. We're helping you be exceptionally healthy, wealthy, spiritually grounded, You know, we're giving you everything you need to handle this wild world. We're teaching you about finances. We're teaching you about natural wellness, homesteading, spirituality, and how to keep your body exceptionally healthy. Check out the show notes and you'll see a link to join. Come check us out. We have early bird pricing on now. We're building these small intentional online communities now because with big tech censorship, It's only a matter of time before we get kicked off of platforms like Instagram and Twitter. So now is the time to start building your community. And definitely now is the time to start learning these essential skills for life. With that, let's get into the show. I bring you Jamie Saleh. Welcome to Sensemaking. I'm Carla Joy Treadway, and I have with me today a very special Olympian, Jamie Saleh. Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I, um, it's an honor. Great. Uh, you know, we've been chatting off camera and just uh, really, really enjoy you already. So I'm excited about this interview. Um, it's the best. It's the best meeting um, freedom community. You're in like instantly just so connected with people. I know. <laughs> you know what I think it is. I really, truly think that the creator is getting all of the soul families together, right? Like it's like a, we found our tribe mm-hmm. and we don't love everybody else that isn't seeing this or isn't awake. It's just like we, he's got, you know, us all coming together to, uh, to support each other, to just to be there for each other, because it's so important. Like, I don't know about you. Um, I'm, 
I, I know you have a husband, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't have anyone in the house with me except my nine-year-old. And um, it feels very lonely, you know, at night, especially when you lay down at night and you, I don't have anyone adult-wise to talk about this. And even my child, like, it's not like I'm sharing everything with her. So it's been a very lonely road for me, even though I see truthers everywhere and I'm connecting with them all the time now. But in the beginning, it was so lonely. So lonely. Yeah. Well, you can call me at night. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> Um, Jamie, for, uh, people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about, uh, your professional history, um, who you are and, um, yeah, what, what brought you here today? Oh, okay. Well, I guess most people know me as a world and Olympic gold medal, gold medalist in, uh, pairs figure skating from the 2002 Olympics in Salt Lake city with the big judging scandal. And we won a silver medal the first night we skated a long program. And we, uh, six days later, we were awarded a cold gold medal with the Russians. Um, that was basically how we became household names, I guess, even in North, like in America, uh, in Canada, I think it was, um, you know, we were already fairly known because, uh, when the Olympics are on, it's always, the media always hypes up who to watch. And it was, uh, you know, us and the Russians and figure skating. So it was exciting times. Um, it was a great Olympics and, um, but I am a mom of two children and, um, I was a transformational life coach. I also studied in neuroscience. So I understand, wanted to understand how the brain works. And this is so funny how this all happened because I was actually going into working with retired athletes, um, uh, like understanding trauma and how athletes, when they transition, they go from like this big high to, a, to almost a low and you don't really know who you are. And there's this identity to your sport. And a lot of people feel very messed up for a long time. And if you're fortunate enough to have tools or the right people around you, you, you create something new and beautiful for yourself. But there's a lot of athletes that really struggle. And so I was working with the team and we were building a business uh, to help pro athletes, especially in hockey. Um, we're starting there anyway. And that was my passion. But then with my awakening, um, it was 2021 in January when I started waking up. And um, I realized very quickly that a lot of people in my world uh, didn't want to hear what I was finding. Like what I was, I was, it actually started, I'll tell you how it started. A girlfriend from Toronto or Toronto area sent me a Swedish graph. And I was looking at the Google one and she was probably, she got hers from another site and I don't know which one, but that was the beginning of her sharing with me that there was a whole, there were whole, uh, another narrative or other sites that all of these uh, scientists, doctors, um, just people speaking out and, and really calling all this out and sharing information, but they were getting canceled and vilified and, um, uh, censored like everything like you we we saw that very quickly so it really bothered me a lot that these people weren't like when have we ever been censored like this or canceled because we're just trying to share like our our another piece of information so it really tweaked me i've never been a news watcher and i'm i've been quite uh being in sport obviously health was a very important thing to me and i've watched a lot of people in my life get sicker being on medications and instead of actually treating the cause they uh you know our medical industry treats the symptom and, um, and not that I'm against all medical um, intervention. I, I've had shoulder surgeries and I've needed the hospital at times, but I have a, my concern was that like people are going in with, you know, having heart attacks or heart disease. And instead of actually talking to them about their diet and exercise, and they say they, they, say they do, but um, no, my dad was put on eight different medications. So like every time he goes in for something, it's here, 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 instead of going, you know, hey, start exercising, mm-hmm. start eating better. So I've always been bothered by that. So none of this information that I was hearing was shocking me. And I think my awakening that way was quite easy to what I was hearing. And the vaccines were starting to come out of the jabs. And I, I was like, holy Toledo, I need to get all my friends and family in on this. Well, they didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. And before I knew it, I was being called a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, what, do you, what, what, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even know what a conspiracy theorist was. Um, I'm kind of exaggerating, but I just, I was being called all these names, bigot. I was now around a white supremacist community. And this was like last summer, basically. So I spent like the first six months trying to share things with people. And then I just was like, okay, I guess they don't want to hear it, but I'm a very passionate person. So my way of doing it maybe was maybe too much or it was whatever, but I was just so worried about everyone buying into this. Please don't take it. Please don't take it. And, uh, 
and my son um, actually then was with me at that time. Uh, he was totally behind me in all this and seeing things as well, but then went to school and got coerced at school because he was the only one in his sports program that wasn't vaccinated. And he felt left out. He felt embarrassed. I, and I completely understand that. But instead, you know, of working when you're a divorced parent, you're supposed to work together on their health, religion and school stuff. And I, I had no say it was, he's getting it. That's it. I'm taking him, blah, blah, blah. So, and his dad is my skating partner, David. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, I, I just had to sit back and be sick to my stomach and cry for weeks and weeks and weeks because my son now is getting this jab, this death shot, basically. And I, I just was like, I can't even believe what's happening to me. And it just felt like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. Like I would get ridiculed and gaslit all the time. And then this happened. And, you know, then... Then all of a sudden it was, um, something happened for me where I just felt so incredibly uh, sick or weak, even like physically ill. I was just like, I need help. So I, I, I really dove into healing. I found different healers. I, I mean, from osteopath to cranial sacral treatment to a medium to tarot reading, like I was trying everything. And it wasn't that one specific thing was the be all and end all, but it, I just felt like I needed to be around support. Mm -hmm. And some people would criticize some of those um, alternative healing modalities, but I was on a journey of healing and I just wanted to see what, it, what I needed was going to resonate with me. And I think all of it had a huge part in it. Um, and I also, through that process, created a much stronger relationship with our creator and God, God, the creator. And because before I was so afraid to even mention the word God, even in my coaching, you and I kind of talked about this because people would get offended. And even I was a bit offended. Like, I don't want to be religious, religious, you know, my program is religious and I'm not religious, but I always had this belief that there was something bigger than me that created all this. So in my healing process, I, I actually, without even really realizing it, it was all of a sudden, you know, I'm now praying and I'm asking God for strength and, and to help everybody. And like, and, and so it just became this, um, a practice for me do you want to add anything to that while we're i'm talking about that that you've seen um only that that experience i see again and again in in the freedom community a lot of people came into this thing very agnostic and all of a sudden are deeply connected to spirit in not a fearful way in an incredibly powerful positive way that mm -hmm. doesn't look the way that it looked when we were in kids and when we were kids and forced to go to church or something completely different experience. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's exactly what happened for me too. And I'm also experiencing it speaking to other people that are standing up as well. And it's, it's powerful. It's so powerful and I love it. And then, so what happened was by January of this past year, um, I was sitting in my living room meditating and I, I literally had, I mean, it depends on, I don't know what voice this was, if it was God or if it was like, you know, my guides, if it was just my higher self, I don't know what it was, but I, it was go, it's go time. And I get emotional about that because it was like, it's go time to stand up. It's go time. You're ready. You've done all this healing. And I, I'm emotional because the ridicule and the, like, as an athlete, I was judged my whole life. You know, it was all about being perfect. But the ridicule and the gaslighting, the shaming that I received for that last, you know, six, seven, eight months or however long that was, almost a year actually, was so incredibly painful mm -hmm. because I'm a good person. I've always been very loving and caring and I, I always want to take care of everybody around me and I just, I come from love. And so I just felt so, um, I felt beat up. I felt like a wounded animal. Yeah. And so I was really proud of myself to get myself to that point, to get, hear that voice go, it's go time. And so I just started liking things on social media. And then I right away saw, wow. Like, cause I was warned if you speak out, it's game over. Like you're going to get annihilated. And I did even just for liking things, liking on Twitter. I was just liking Theo Fleury's stuff. I was liking someone, so, someone else's stuff. And then I got after the uh, convoy started, which was one of the most patriotic events ever in my life. Mm -hmm. I have it up there with my Olympic experience, if not even higher, because this whole movement 
what we're going through right now, the Great Awakening is so incredibly, uh, hmm, uh, I, don't know, I don't quite know what to call it, but it's like painful, but powerful at the same time. Like it's beautiful, it's going to be beautiful, but mm -hmm. we have to go through this. We have to go through pain to get to the other side, right? And so um, I, I see that, I saw that movement as, it was like, I don't want to say hope because hope, hope to me is a beggar. I like having faith and believing in something, but it was this, it, they gave me faith. They gave me faith that there was more of us in Canada that were seeing this and wanted to fight for our freedoms. Mm -hmm. And of course you got the people going, well, what, what freedoms have you lost? I said, well, where have you been the last six months? I haven't been able to go to a restaurant. I don't, I can't fly. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I was completely um, not locked up in my house, but I mean, we couldn't, I couldn't go into a public building to watch any sports. Like, yeah. what do you mean I haven't lost my freedoms? But then it's like, well, there's consequences to not getting this jab. And I said, yeah, there is. But do you think that that's normal? So there's this big, there was this big debate even back then. But anyway, I just kept going. I just kept going and kept going. And it got, I got more courageous. I got, of course, it hurts to see people throw hate and, and daggers at you. But I just kept going. And and before I knew it, um, I was connecting with so many incredible people, including you and others that have reached out to want to speak to me, to have me share. I've been to houses to talk to groups of people that are feeling scared and, um, you know, because they're awake and they don't know what to do. I've, I've been invited to many different events and like, it's just like, I'm, we're finding each other. Mm -hmm. We're walking each other back home is how mm -hmm. I feel, right? And it, there's, there was the pain that I went through last year of awakening and losing people, but I don't see them as, as a loss anymore. I see it as um, people needed to transition out of my life because when you start coming from Christ consciousness, which is love, you're vibrating much higher than fear, right? Mm -hmm. And this whole agenda is all fear-based, which is you know where we've, we've they've kind of kept us here for a long, long time in fear of everything. So when you start vibrating higher, you irritate a lot of the people who are still living in fear, right? So of course you can't be in the yeah. same uh, vicinity even. Like I understand now why they didn't want to be around me. <laughs> I made them well, uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's why they had to lie about the truckers convoy. They had to lie and say that there were arsonists there, rapists, misogynists, that they were causing damage to the city. All lies, all disproven in court. They had to because the truth is, and why it actually gives, it lights me up so much about this movement. The truth is you had millions of Canadians come together who were not run by four organizers. There's no way that it was even possible to communicate with that many people. They all got together after two years of being treated horribly by friends and family and government, by employers treated horribly at their wits end, a bunch of old Alberta boys in their big trucks, like they could have had rifles, they could have come and done a lot of damage. What did they do? They stood hand in hand, peaceful, and they prayed. I was watching, I was part of the uh, documentary team and I watched videos of people praying while getting beaten by police. They were just saying, we love you, we forgive you, we love you, we forgive you. Seeing that, kind, I get shivers just talking about it. They, they remain peaceful the whole time, everyone, not one act of violence, arson, everything's been disproven. That's why they had to lie about it. Cause it's actually, I love how you said it was Canada's most patriotic movement. It is. And it was so sad to hear the lies told about it for people to actually believe something ridiculous. Like it's a bunch of white supremacists. I interviewed my friend, Devin Thompson yesterday. He's Jamaican. He was called a white supremacist. It's like- I know. I know. <laughs> that's, how, that's how crazy it's gotten. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you look at videos even like, of course we were only seeing these videos, but it was like, it was Canada. It was multicultural people were there. You had every color, race, size, shape, whatever. You had everybody there, all yep. kinds. And most of them were vaccinated because they were forced to. Um, I, I was at the convoy in a few different cities. Almost everyone I talked to actually was vaccinated because they were forced to, yet they're all called a bunch of anti-vaxxers. It's like, no, they, they're here because they see that this is totalitarianism, fascism. That's why they're here. Sure, the mandates are a part of it, but it's so much bigger 
than a mask or an injection. We see politically what's happening in this country and how dangerous it is. And not just in our country, this is going on around the globe. Yeah. And, And of course, again, we are seeing other countries fight and stand up and take down their governments, like literally storm their government buildings. We're seeing that, you know, again, because that's being kept out of the public or the mainstream, the legacy media, like my family is, I asked my mom today, do you know who James Topp is? Mm -hmm. And she doesn't watch the news at all. My mom is very connected to source as well. And she's just like, I'm just doing my thing. And I'm not, I'm not being ignorant to this. I'm, I definitely see there's a lot wrong here, but she's just finding peace within herself and, Mm -hmm. and God. But she said, no. And I said, mom, he walked across our country standing up to all this. And for all of us, not for himself or his own kids, he, or whoever he did this for Canada. And I said, and there's not one media outlet that covered that except the alternative ones. No. Or how about all the convoys in the United States and in Europe with Canada flags? Why wasn't that on the news? Well, we know why, right? We know why. But this Mm -hmm. is what I mean. Like they don't want, they don't want the rest of the people who are still, that are, you know, asleep, I guess, seeing how many people are rising up and, and trying to stand up to all this. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny. I said to my mom, I go, I go through a really wild range of emotions. I go from like feeling empowered and and inspired and motivated to like feeling kind of even angry at times. Cause I feel frustrated that like her alone, just talking with her. And I'm like, you're not even seeing this. Like you're not seeing it because it's all on, on this alternative news. And I go, it's like, it's so, um, it's just so frustrating. Like, and I get it because I was there. It took me a long time. And I had a friend that was awake who's very, very smart and an incredibly intelligent person. And I thought she lost her damn mind. And I kept talking to her, trying to talk her off the ledge. So I was like, you're acting crazy. She sent me a couple things. And I'm like, well, logically, that makes sense. But now nah, I don't believe it because I trusted old friendly Canadian CBC. I really trusted it. it. It did. It took a long time for me to rattle. And I, even along this road, there's been many times, I'm sure you've experienced this as well, where you doubt your own sanity when yeah. you do wake up. Yeah. And I just heard Kid Carson say the other day, how do you know you're not crazy? Because no one once awake switches back. No one. No one. It's impossible to unsee it. You can't unsee it because it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And then what happens is you start going down all the rabbit holes. And I know people go, oh, that's dangerous. Well, no, I was waking up and I wanted to know truth. So I was thirsty for it. And you start realizing. So then you start like you start with the WEF. Yeah. And what their agenda is. We're living it. Right. And then, yeah. So it's I did too. And a couple of my friends that are awake were all like, do you feel like you're kind of crazy this like right now? And are we on like, and then we go, no, we are so not on the wrong side of this because more information kept coming out. You got the Dr. Northrup, Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Carrie Madej, and all these other doctors in the U S that are constantly putting out information about the shots and about, you know, the, the WEF and the agenda. And like, so you're sitting there, you're getting validated all the time. Mm-hmm. I think like it's, it's thanks to those people who have kept us going and, kept us like fighting because, and, and then for me, it was people like um, Theo Flurry and Kayla Betts, who I did a podcast with as well, and Kid Carson, um, all these people. And even uh, Heather Prosak, she was in radio and she went to the convoy and video because she said, I want to go and see what this is. Everyone, the media is saying it's so bad. I want to go and check this out. Well, it was, she, her experience was incredible. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, she got fired for posting her video. So she, like, it was all these people that I was seeing speaking out. And I went, okay, like, and when it's go time, I had all these other people to fall back on, right? And we need each other because, I mean, I just keep, you should see them. Like my, my, this friend of mine in Red Deer messaged me the day. He says to me, Jamie, I just can't handle all this crap you're getting on Twitter. And I'm like, don't read it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just people I go and, and you know, the other thing is if they're going to come at you with with sticks and stones and daggers and name call and take your medal away and da, 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 I go. These these are damaged souls. 
Yep. So people with horrible trauma that they have to be so mean to somebody. But if you want to come on there and just debate with me or, or say, Jamie, I don't agree with your, you know, your information here. Or this is the information I have. I'm not about canceling anybody that wants to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't come on my page. I mean, they do anyway, but, and just, just sit here and shame and ridicule me and name call me. Like, really? That's all you've got. Yeah. So, but it, it's so funny how like, that's what these people are. They're digging their heels in. Like we're rattling everyone that's uh, with us. Like some of my um, supporters will go on, on their post and say, Oh, are you triggered? Yeah. <laughs> triggered. I was triggered when I was waking up because I didn't want to believe the things I was hearing. So I, I, I get it. And, and it's one thing I can like, we've gone down you and I've gone down all the rabbit holes, but even the nice neutral people kind of in the middle with very reasonable thoughts, those people, not like we're not reasonable, but you know, like really simple things. Like why are we forcing yes. university kids to get boosters? Um, just like there, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. Why aren't we allowing dissenting opinion and questions? How about this thing that doesn't make sense? How about this thing that doesn't make sense? So those people just right in the middle that are, you know, probably vaccinated, have really good questions. The fact that those people are being canceled and smeared, like I got canceled by many people in my life, not for saying don't do it. I got canceled for saying, hey, I think we should treat other people with kindness and respect, regardless of their medical decision. That's what I got canceled for. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah are yeah. you kidding me? Love and compassion got me yeah. canceled. Yes. Well, and that's what they wanted. The dark, the dark people. They wanted that. They they created this division. The media is owned by the elites, the dark elites. They're owned by them. Who pays mm-hmm. their bills, you know? And they say, oh, CBC's all can- Canadian funding or whatever, but. They're reading from a script. They're told what to say. And this whole, like, since we were born, it was all about creating division. If we're divided, we're not as strong. Mm-hmm. Think about it, right? If you got all these different groups and parties and people of division, we're not as strong. But if we start coming together, right, and be united, they're done. And that's what we're starting to see right now. The world is really standing up. Not just Canadians, the world is. And you know what, we were threatened by our prime minister with what sounded like almost a death threat, right? How long do we tolerate these people? So we've been threatened. Yep, we've been threatened. Uh, We've been told that uh, we'll have a long winter of illness and death. We've been told that you'll lose your job, that you'll lose your kids, that all these things will happen to you. And those threats are powerful, but it's not the number one thing that keeps people's mouth shut and complying. The number one thing that keeps people complying is social shaming. Because yeah. we won't have rational, calm, emotionless conversations with people. If you do not fall in line and comply, we will call you a racist, yeah. a bigot, a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I was just reading Lesson Lewis, the CPC member uh, candidate, is, her emails are bang on. She knows exactly what's up. And she was saying, anytime you go to the UN and ask a question, they call it a conspiracy instead of just answering the question when it's a very valid question it's a very simple question they just say oh we don't address conspiracies instead of ever saying why it's not a conspiracy they just refuse to answer and that's what scares me we're going to see more of that we're going to see more and more of that from the media and from the liberal party Anytime anyone disagrees or asks questions that they don't want to answer, they're going to use name calling. They're going to call it a conspiracy. And the sad part is people will listen to that. They won't yeah. think for themselves. I, I believe that that not, not for much longer though. I think that, um, I mean, obviously not everybody's woken up, but there's more and more people waking up all the time. And I think that, um, you know, it is starting to crumble and there is more truth coming out in the media. Like there, I mean, People, it's in the news that Alberta's number one cause of death is unknown. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. have we heard this before? It's unknown, unexpectedly died of unknown causes. Yeah. And it's like the number one cause of death, not heart attacks or heart disease or cancer. Unknown causes? Like 
people are gonna they're starting to like get into people because mocking mm -hmm. was created like a long time ago and that's what this whole media's agenda was it's called the mockingbird agenda where they basically brainwash us and program us to believing trusting in them and believing in everything they tell us they're they're basically showing us reverse mockingbird right now and that's a very slow process it's a bit painful actually for for all of us to sit here and go uh hurry up but you know i think part of um part of the awakening though is that unfortunately people do have to experience pain like and whatever that pain is, if it's unfortunate that you lose somebody that you love from this, or that you you have to like you lose your money because you know we how many people can afford to live like this? Mm -hmm. You lose your business, you lose something that really matters to you, and you go through a lot of pain. And um, that's you know how people are waking up. I was listening to Jordan Peterson yesterday talk about totalitarianism. Uh, Devin and I talked about fascism yesterday and what people don't understand when they think that we're not there yet in Canada, they're thinking uh, a gun to someone's head to make them do something. But that's not what totalitarianism is. It's controlling what you're allowed to think and believe. So just, just thinking about that, anyone that's not awake to this, look at the ways that we have cancel cultured our way into forcing people to think and believe certain things that don't make sense to you that you're in complete disagreement with that goes against biology and objective reality yet you are nodding your head and you're going along with it that is the slippery slope where you're only allowed to think and say certain things we're yes. there and it's getting worse yeah, well, I was just showing you earlier, I've got when people start want to follow me on my Instagram page, and now there's this thing that pops up that says this person's been posting false information, like it's kind of a warning, like, woo, I don't think you want to follow her, right? Mm -hmm. But it's like false information, you know, and a lot of my stuff's even, it's just quotes or memes or whatever, it's not even really me doing a video or anything, but it's just ridiculous, the censorship. And that's part of also what's really upsetting for me and, and bothering me is that even just people like us that are trying to share information, we're getting canceled. And mm -hmm. my old group doesn't even know about how severe and how, um, like help me with describing how bad it is. Like, well, how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Like the censorship. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've, if, you're, if you haven't been banned on Facebook for posting truth or Instagram or Twitter, like, everyone I know has been banned. And if it hasn't been for good, like um, a gentleman from, um, from Edmonton here, he, um, he's been posting data from the hospitals and, and like, and cause he's connected to a couple nurses in the hospital. So he's getting real facts. Well, he just got completely banned from Twitter for life. Yep. They don't want people knowing the truth. Yeah. I've, I've actually been very careful to only post things that is backed by data even like our own skewed data um and the, i've never said anything untrue not one thing it's the inconvenient truth now yeah. that gets you cancelled <laughs> i know i know well you post anything that just goes proves the narrative is is bs but at the same time it's a compliment it means you're doing something right that's right. If you're not kicked off Twitter, what are you even doing? I got kicked off yesterday, actually. Felt great. Like, good. Doing Did a good job. Yeah. Why not getting kicked off? I can't believe it. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to manifest that, but at the same time, it might be a blessing if I do because it's so toxic. Oh my gosh, it's toxic. I mean, do you know what I said? It was a global news reporter uh, talking about, like, talking about the shot and why she supports it. And I, I, I think it was a question. I, cause there's a lot of people at that two shot level that are still fighting us. And I'm like, oh, why haven't you gotten your uh, third or fourth booster? Why not? Because yeah. people know exactly what's going to happen to them if they keep getting the shots. It's like, if you're actually a true believer, then you should be at four right now. Why yeah. aren't you? And Quebec's why aren't you? Five. Yeah. Oh. oh man. So Wild. it's yeah. very clear to you yeah at this point this is happening you're clearly not crazy um it's funny too as coaches we are trained to ask critical thinking questions that's literally the job paying attention on purpose and asking critical thinking 
questions. So you know exactly where where we're at right now. What what are you doing with this knowledge now? Um, well, I joined forces with Theo Fleury and uh, a gentleman named Joseph Borgo, who created Canadians for Truth. And what he initially wanted to do was just create a platform for Canadians to come together to speak out, I guess. And um, so I joined them on Canada Day, actually, in at the Whistle Stop Cafe here in Alberta, where the trucking stop. And uh, it was a beautiful day. They interviewed a lot of people from the convoy. And so I got a little bit of a taste of like people that were full, like hands on there. And I was just in tears again because I went, wow, like I only watched from afar because I couldn't leave. But um, it was just a beautiful day. And so then when Theo reached out to me not very long after and said, would you like to be a part of this team? We're actually going to create a news network, uh, you know, a platform of, of truth news where, you know, we'll make it so that, I mean, obviously it'll be on our website, but, and then hopefully um, we want to be able to use YouTube and BitChute and Rumble, but um, we're just creating news content. So we'll be interviewing, um, you know, doctors, because uh, there's a huge group of doctors, 1700 of them apparently that are part of the COVID care alliance that are, you know, speaking out, uh, mm -hmm. or at least they're, they're all together in this. And then of course I'm connected to people, like I know personally people that have lost loved ones from the shots. I've got a Vax injured girl who's 22 years old or early twenties who has been on a feeding tube since her shot, she can't eat. Um, I've got paramedics that are willing to come on the shows with us. We got all kinds of people lined up already. So I joined forces with them because I was really passionate about helping people. That's been my whole life. I wanna help people, I wanna help and it's not about like shaming anybody because they got the jab. It's about waking us all, waking everybody up and helping everybody mm -hmm. uh, because they are going to need help when they see what this was really about and what they've put in their bodies and what it's supposed to do to them. Like there's going to be a lot of really, really unhappy people. And I, unhappy is an understatement. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be really difficult times. And so we want to have a platform like Theo said in his live yesterday, when we were filming our, um, it was kind of like our who we are and what we're about uh, videos. He said, you know, anyone that wants to come to Calgary and wants a seat here is welcome to sit in our boardroom and, and tell their story. And there's no judgment. We're all love. We don't care if you're vaccinated. Yeah, you included. <laughs> I'm coming. It's not about that. We're all humans and we're all God's children. And it's like we just want to we just want to help help people. And uh, we want to like Theo said too, you know, and we, we all agree on this, that we want to get our country, not just back to where it was, we want it better. And uh, cause back where it was led us to this point. So we want it to be better. Mm -hmm. I, I know many vaccine injured people, people that have written me um, on the podcast, but also just people in my real life. We've lived in a few provinces. So maybe, um, maybe I know a lot of people, but I know a lot of people wearing uh, EKGs right now, lots of heart issues. Uh, there's someone here locally that um, has heart damage from it. And her friend's circle shamed her into making sure she didn't tell anyone. She wasn't allowed to talk about it. She wasn't allowed to tell anyone about it. And the fact that we're not we're not letting the injured speak, they're not being compensated. They're being gaslit and told it's something else. Um, that is, we are treating people so horrifically yeah. and it's, I think it's amazing that you're a coach. Cause I was talking to someone, uh, I was talking to Malin Baker on the show and he was asking me, how does this all tie together? The work that I do, like I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a coach. I do this podcast. How does that all fit? And I said, it's all about awareness and conversation, a conversation, uh, between us and our bodies, us and God, us and other people. Whereas most people are so disconnected and this world is trying to pull us even more and more apart. It's trying to distract us in every single way. So most people aren't even aware of their physical pain or illness, right? That's the eight medications. Um, they're not willing to do that work, but most of us are certainly not willing to do the work to think about our thinking and definitely not the work it's going to require to think about society. We're not there yet. No. I heard a really great thing um, yesterday in this, this, this talk I, I listened to. She said that the dark elites basically worship Satan. So it's like, it was all about deceiving. It's the three Ds, distraction. And then once we're distracted, they can destroy us. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, look what it's done to families. Look what it's done to friends. Look what it's done to society, period, and as a whole. We've all gone through a lot of um, uh, people leaving us, right? Mm -hmm. Shaming us, people ridiculing us. I mean, it, it goes back even way before, you know, 2020, way back. I mean, you've got all these agendas that they've been... Um, that they've created to create division. This, it was this, you know, over the last, I don't know how many years, like they're saying at least 50, where they've literally been planning this time. So it's like, we got to get divided now, like how patient these horrible people are. <laughs> well, you know, kind of set this up for this time, you know, and then what it did was it, we've all been uh, programmed. They call it mass formation psychosis, right? Like we're all just sort of like, Okay, you know, like I remember my uh, David, my son's dad said to me, Jamie, if you can't trust the media, who can you trust? I was like, well, you're in trouble. Like, if you think the media is telling you what you like, what's true, like, I just because I know they're not. So I'm sitting here and he thinks because I said that we're crazy. I'm crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, Dave, we were in Salt Lake and we witnessed we were a part of the most corrupt judging scandal in skating i mean skating's always had scandals unfortunately yeah. the judges but this was so blown up in america it was crazy yeah and you're gonna tell me that the media not that the media was horrible for us there but like there we've always watched over the years how media will take a story and twist it how they'll exaggerate it how they'll actually like he always used to say to me jamie um don't believe what you hear and only believe part of what you see like see for yourself. He used to tell me that. And now you're going to tell me you're going to believe what so-and-so is saying on the news. And have you seen that video of like, it's one reporter talking and then it goes to five and eight and then 20 and then a hundred. And, and they're yeah. all saying the same thing. In lockstep. It's so creepy. It's or why can we trust the world's biggest criminal organization, which is the pharmaceutical company. The pharmaceutical company absolutely makes life-saving meds. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm I'm in a part, I'm I'm a part of several groups here. And the amount of former pharmaceutical reps that are in these groups is astounding. And they all speak to the corruption that's in there. They're it's a business. It's a yeah. business yeah. that's out there for money. That's yeah. it. Well, it, it, and it's, again, we, it's not like we're sitting here bashing. It's not personal. Like if you've become a yeah. nurse or a doctor, you just did what you, you wanted to do as you went through school and you wanted to be that and you trusted in that. But the, yeah. it's the higher ups that are owning, that own it all. The, you know, the Rothschilds and the, the Rockefellers, like the bankers and then the medical industry all got controlled by these higher up people, right? I'm going down a rabbit hole now. I better, better stop. <laughs> but basically- they're just told what to do, right? So you get into medical industry, in the medical industry, and you're just, this is how it is. So you don't know any better. It's not personal. It's not, we're not shaming any nurses or doctors or anything, but it's a sick care system. No, we're not, we don't have a system that's there to help people get healthier. No, here are your meds, here are your meds, here are your meds. Yes, they work, but I've watched my own family members, and I think a lot of people listening can agree to this. They're not living vivacious, like, you know, healthy, super great lives. These people, my dad is one of them. Like, like he's mm -hmm. been like, he's living, he might live. They say we live longer. Okay. But we're living sicker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and these medicines that they're, that they have initially, maybe they were created for good, like, you know, by good people, but then it got infiltrated. Now there's, there were finding even, I was on Synthroid for a long time. I got off of it this year because I was speaking truth. I healed my thyroid. Mm. That's oh, nice way. And there's a process to that too. It wasn't just like, stop it, whatever, but there's heavy metals in our medication. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. that's what they're. And, and of course me diving down those rabbit holes, I was seeing like how many heavy metals are in meds, mm -hmm. right? So it's like make people sicker, make people sicker. And it's in our water. It's in our air. It's in our ground, like spring or crops. Like they just yeah. wanted to get sicker. So of course mm -hmm. the pharmaceutical business is laughing because they're like, perfect, we'll poison them everywhere. And then they need to have, then they're going to get sick. And then here's your med and here's your med, here's your med. Like it's, Absolutely. You know, people understand that this is like, you have to see it as a pyramid, right? you got the top guys that are running all of this. And the people that are there, that are just like the doctors, the nurses, the farmers, the whatever, they're just doing what they're told. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's their fault, but they are just doing what they're told. Right.
And we can see it, uh, it's right in front of our eyes now when we see these big corporations get bigger and bigger and stronger. They say that like it's 63 people control the world's wealth in this moment. Like the majority of us have heard of Monsanto and we know how evil of a corporation this is who basically takes over all agriculture in the entire world, essentially. They create suicide seeds. They're they're canceling small farmers. Well, they have now joined up with Bayer, with pharmaceutical companies. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the pharmaceutical company. But so we're seeing these companies get bigger and bigger and bigger. And why no one thinks that that's a problem is crazy. And, And what's also crazy is I can't do anything about that. You can't do anything about that. All we can do is create spaces where people feel brave enough to have conversations with good people and find support. And teach people how to empower themselves on this level. We can't control the bigger things that are happening, just taking care of ourselves. And what does that look like for you? What, how, how do you want to have a part in this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really difficult. We were talking earlier too about what, you know, it's not black and white, but at the same time, once you start speaking up or say something, get ready because now you're a part of us, right? Like you're, you're part of that conspiracy. So you're going to get it, but at the same time, I don't shame anybody for not wanting to stand up because they're going to lose their job. Like you're trying to feed the children. I get it. Yeah. But what you can do is maybe just start by having conversations with people, asking questions, just start with something, right? Making people think a little, think about it, think about it. And that's really all like, it's just like, don't see it as like, not, I think we all have a role here. And like, I, I do believe that I was, I was, my Olympics was amazing. It's wonderful and everything. It doesn't define who I am but I had to go through that experience to prepare for today for this. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that I'm, I, you know, I'm here for this. This is like, we all, whether, you know, whether God, you know, we were in a line or whatever, and God chose who was going to, who could handle this or who could be here for this, but whatever, however that played out, but I, I came here for this time. So it's not really, I can't say uh, I'm enjoying it, but I do try to remember that it's, it's part of the journey. I have to experience and allow myself to feel the feels, you know, like feel angry, feel sad, feel, cause I'm also purging my trauma, my childhood trauma, my adolescent, my generational trauma, everything's mm-hmm. coming to the surface right now to release and let go because mm-hmm. we are moving into Christ consciousness, which is love. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine all of us just loving each other? And stop like no judging, no shaming, no nothing. Like we just all come from love. Like I, it's like actually hard to fathom it. And not because we 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 aren't love, but because that's not the society we live in. It's funny. I was in a, a yoga workshop with someone, and the student said, "What a privilege it is to do this work." And my friend Natalie said, "It's not a privilege. It's essential. It's essential because if we all did this kind of work." if we learned how to be more present and conscious and kind, there wouldn't be any issues in the world. There wouldn't be the divide between the haves and the haves not. There wouldn't be pollution. There wouldn't be violence. It would all be gone. And that's the part that most of us bypass. Yes. Well, apparently that's where we're going. And I listen to a lot of healers and, um, yeah, I, I would call them all healers. I listen to different ones on YouTube that do talks regularly. And it's just, that's, that's where we're moving with the great awakening. And once everything is, you know, um, exposed, cause it's coming, it's coming. I don't, I personally don't want to listen to the fear mongering on our side either. I've had a lot of people in my life over the last year that are doomsday people. Oh, we're so doomed. They're going to starve us. Yes. Get prepared. Be prepared. I'm a preparer. So I've got yeah. my food. I've got my water. I've got that if I need it. But yeah. I don't want to believe that that's going to be our reality. I think that's an old timeline. I think that's what also is part of waking everybody up to understand that or understand that that's what they had planned for us. Yeah. But I believe that the narrative is crumbling and it's about to implode. And I do believe that someone upstairs is going to have some big boom come soon soon and it's going to be shocking it's going to be very shocking and maybe even i'm the same i don't think that this is i don't believe in an end of the world i don't i don't think it's doom and gloom i think all of this needed to happen that we burst our bubble that it was going to collapse 
Um, I think we're going to a good place. Like you said, the great awakening, this consciousness, people returning to love. Yes. However, I think we're in for a ride yes. first. The ride yeah. is coming and that's where we should be prepared. And I think if we're prepared, we have intentional communities and parallel systems. Um, we're connected to spirit and community and survival skills and all these things. Yeah. We're going to be fine. And that's where people are struggling both in the freedom community as well as people that are dead asleep is they're disconnected from the fact that there might be some work that they have to do yeah and that could be an issue they'll have to figure it out when it happens right it'll be um you know because they said that what's nothing can stop what's coming and when it does happen and i don't know what it is but they're saying like there's going to be an event it's going to be shocking and i don't know how they're going to i don't know only he knows and or and maybe even some other like maybe i know there's military that is behind all this too but um there is a greater plan and it needs to happen like you said it actually really well just a second ago that everything needs to break mm -hmm. systems have to be everything has to has to come to an end to rebuild to what we were supposed to have and be and see and feel and experience Mm -hmm. uh, we've been living in illusion basically they say that we're in the matrix that movie the matrix go mm -hmm. on watch mm -hmm. the first one that mm -hmm. the blue pill the red pill right they were showing us all along in all the movies we've we've been watching over the last our whole life they've been telling us what they've got in store for us that's funny you know the scene in there where he's eating a steak and drinking wine and saying that he's like choosing to be in the fake world I, for the most part, live rurally. We have a farm, we have like a big garden and I'm not usually like in the world anymore. But the other day I had like, it's silly. I had like a nail appointment and I was feeling like that guy in the matrix. Cause I was like, oh, I'm just pretending like everything's fine in the world. I'm enjoying oh. my steak. I'm just going to live in the world today um, and not worry about it. <laughs> You're, you're, you're so right. Because I have um, a lot of like, I'm in the city in Edmonton, and a lot of our my friends that are awake, are literally like, we got to get out on it. We got to get out of the city. We got to get on the, like, everyone wants to kind of create like a colony or a, like, they want to get out. Mm -hmm. They want to have space and, and live like off grid almost like it's so funny how being living in the matrix or living in this sort of vibration just feels so uncomfortable. And again, it's not personal. Like every, I've got a lot of people out there that are sleeping that I love, but mm -hmm. it's just like a dense, it's a dense energy. And it's like, I don't know. Cause it's like, they're just still following what, what they're being told. And it's so dark. Like the agenda is so dark. I go like, break out of it, break out of it. Come on, you know, wake yeah. up, wake up. But I, one thing I do want to say here is that I don't, I don't appreciate people in our movement or our side of this. And I don't like the sides, but the ones that are awake, I don't like the ridiculing and shaming also, because I do have people on my page that will go after somebody that's name calling me and name call them back. And I go, no, that's not how we win this or we that's unite. Right. Yeah. About winning against the sleepers. It's about winning the war that we're in spiritual yeah. war. It's we need to unite. So name calling them isn't going to make this better. So I just, my, my recommendation or my suggestion to everybody is to think what would love do? Like, and I'm dealing with this every day still. And I want to hate and shame, not shame, but like be angry with things. And, but I still, my, my ego wants to go there, but I have to ask, I catch myself and I say, what would love do? What would love say? Right. Yeah. Because we have to rise above this. We have to be the example. We have to be the leaders and it's okay to still post and, make information out like put stuff out there that isn't nice for people to hear like they don't want to hear it but we have to keep speaking up but come from love do it in a do it in a way that isn't like you losers and you idiots and oh yep. you're back centered oh well we told you so like no it's horrible yeah i've been really intentional and of course that like we all go through this evolution and our awakening right but i've been very conscious not to call people sheep not to call people names i keep people in my life that disagree with me as long as they're kind no problem um, i don't get into fights with people that disagree if someone is mean i have no problem like blocking people that are just like assholes i'll talk to anyone that wants to have a conversation no problem but you're you're so right we need to be better than that 
we need to be better for ourselves, for this community. There's lots of um, argument within the freedom community too about how to do it. People that are like politics, other people are like, politics are stupid. Do what you need to do. Speak out if you need to. If you need to hide, hide. Like we can't be telling other people what to do. We certainly shouldn't be shaming them. Um, You know, I, I speak not even to convince people. The only reason I speak out is to find the others and build community. That's it. I'm just like raising the green flag, right? Come over here. That's it. Yeah. No, sorry. I just, it's funny because I tried to get Theo to come on this and he just texted me and it came up on my computer. So there he is. You'll have to talk to him because his story is very amazing. It's so relatable to his his childhood abuse and his teen teen adolescent years abuse uh, is so, it's, it's parallel to what the government is doing now. Like he goes, it's the same script mm-hmm. will like, you know, confine you, but then all of a sudden they'll let you out a little bit. And that's what they've been doing. So he, he woke up to all this immediately because he's, he was like, why am I feeling so triggered by everything? Blah. And his psychologist pointed stuff out. Well, what they're doing right now is exactly what you went through in your hockey career. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd love to talk to him. Yeah. So you two are partners in Canadians for Truth, correct? And Joseph is also with us. And the three of us will be doing shows, um, okay. and different shows. I mean, obviously all about truth and bringing people on to give them space, like you said, to give them a space to speak and tell their story. We've got lots of people mm-hmm. that want to speak out. Um, and it's their story. You can't tell them mm-hmm. it's not true. You know, mm-hmm. it's their story. So that's what we want to do. We want to create a community, like you said, of people feeling safe and loved and not judged. And it's honestly just talking about this, Carla, feels so good, doesn't it? Artic. Oh, yeah. Like it just it feels to help everybody to be together. And like, again, I, I've never cared. I, I wanted people to be educated or to have like a informed consent, as they say, about what these jobs are. But I, I still like my whole family's jabbed and I'm not going to go, I don't want to be around you. No, I no. never did that. But it's funny how they did that with like, not my family, but my old best friend group said, you're, you're a risk to be around. Leper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, so how do they feel today then when the CDC comes out with their news now that says that we're, we're to be treated equally or whatever they said, like, it doesn't make a difference. You're still getting it and you're getting it and getting it and getting it. I haven't had COVID, whatever COVID is. You know, yeah. haven't even been isolated, right? And and we've tested. Um, I've I've had friends that have t- t- taken those tests and, and tested fruit and their co- countertops, and it was positive. Yeah. So I go, what are we doing? This is a, like literally, they're keeping the fear going by testing case like a case demic. Yeah. Stop testing. Just mm-hmm. you're sick. Stay home. Like yeah. we used to when I had the flu when I was younger, or even as an adult, I would stay home until I felt better. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I get that there are people out there that are very um, health compromised and stuff, and we need to protect them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the whole world has to stop and everyone has to lose their businesses. And we have to mask kids like this is so wrong. Ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It is. Yeah, no, I have so much compassion for the people that are uh, just legitimately scared by this. But there's a lot of people that aren't immunocompromised who have been pushing follow the science. Well, the science tells you now that you're not at risk. The science says now that you need to treat people the same. The science says now you don't have to wear a mask. Why are you still wearing a mask outside by yourself or in your car? I thought we're following the science. They said you can stop now. And again, I like, I would never say anything to someone because this is what we've done to these, to poor people. They're terrified. Terrified. They're terrified. Yeah. You know, and those are the people I do feel, I feel compassion for as well. Um, The people that I struggle with, and I'm just being honest with you, is the people that are the shamers on both sides. Like I go, I struggle with that because it's everyone, everyone's doing the best they can with what they know and with where they're at. That's right. And, you know, you don't know everyone's story of why they're doing what they're doing. And I, I had a lady reach out to me recently. She was a, a mom that told me her story back in the beginning of COVID when her, her daughter was adopted and she went missing. And the police told her that she's probably in the trafficking ring. And it was so, I was just so compelled to stay in touch with this mother. And anyway, 
we kind of lost touch for the last while, but she reached out and now she's got, she goes, I'm jabbed to the, the hilt. And she goes, maybe I'm weird or whatever. And I said, no, you're not weird, but she's got MS. She's got um, can't, a brain to or no, sorry, not a brain. She's got cancer of something and her MS is like destroying her body. And there was one other thing, her something about her kidneys or something, but like three major problems. Yeah. And I was just like, and she goes, and I need to wear a mask when I go, not because I'm, you know, obviously she gets sick, but it's not just, she gets sick period. Yeah. She's like, please don't, I respect you and, and your views and your, your movement or whatever, but please have everyone in your side respect me too. And I'm like, see, yeah. you don't know everyone's story. She wears a wig. So you don't know she has no hair and she's fighting for her life right now. But, yeah. you know, but my thing is when people are still in, in the car, like I go, yeah. By yourself just, in the car. Just the car. I get the stores. I really, I get the stores because I get, I'm like, you're probably just immunocompromised, but yeah, the car. Well, okay. So the other thing that I, I found really interesting was I got a box of those masks back in the day. Mm -hmm. And it actually says on there that it doesn't stop the virus. Yeah. It doesn't stop the virus. Yeah. So is anybody noticing that? Like, or reading that? And the tests, the tests say does not work if you're asymptomatic. No. I don't know. I'm just like, like, be open to this because I, 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 under, I, I understand that when you've bought into it to a certain point to go and sit back and it would take a lot of um, letting go of pride and ego, right? Yeah. Because you've been wired for, for, um, for this. We're wired um, for danger. Right. So you want to be protecting yourself. You want to, and so when you buy into something, you're going to, you're going to hold on to that and you're going to defend it. Right. So can you imagine like the people that have been uh, jabbed and they're injured or whatever, and they step back and they go, you know what? I know this is from this. Like that takes a lot of like letting go of that pride and that ego. That takes a lot, a lot. Cause it I've does. had literally lose some, I know someone that lost someone literally the day after they got it. And Me there's, too. They still don't associate it. They're like, nope, wasn't. Yeah. You know, um, miscarriages, um, oh, you name it. It's just, it's crazy. But yeah. Um, it's what I struggle with is the fact that, like, spiritually, these souls need to go through their own journey. Mm -hmm. And it seems sad that I've had to watch my family follow this, follow the, the dark agenda. Mm -hmm. So that's where the work comes in on yourself, just going within yourself and healing because, and, and then through that healing, there's prayer. And that's basically what I've done. I just, you know, I trust that God has got this. And, um, and if it's someone's turn to go, then that's, you know, it's their turn to go. And, uh, we did everything that we could and we will grieve that, but, um, I don't know, because there's no other way for me to get through this without believing in God and that there's a, there's a bigger purpose. Well, and also you've turned your attention now to what you can control. And it's a, a simple thing, having conversations like with the show, having conversations. Yeah. And yet it's such a powerful thing because it helps other people not only be brave but to feel like they belong again because that's all that people really want is yeah. love and belonging so just by having conversations you're allowing millions of people to see that and feel yeah. safe and heard and like they belong again yeah 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 so and it's people like you too like don't stop you know, everyone, there's people in the, in the truther movement that are like, ah, if you guys are, you and Theo are going to be doing this, you know, we don't want to compete and we don't want to, no, we're not competing. That's ego. Mm -hmm. We're not competing. We all have a part in this. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. And everyone has something special to give. Like the, yeah. your interview today was different than every other interview I've done. Totally. Beautiful. Well, and like, I've made a community. Um, Sarah Swain has a community, but Sarah Swain taught me how to run an intentional community. And then I promote her community and I promote Kid Carson's community. And none of us are here to make money. Everyone is here to build something 
for people that need support and that's it. And this is actually the first time in my life uh, as an entrepreneur that I have honestly felt that sense of coming together and actual non-competitiveness. It's like, great, the more of us that are doing this, the more people that will receive the support that they need. Fantastic, great, yeah. keep going. Yeah, well, find the support, but also they're gonna hear it, right? You never yeah. know who's listening. So. Yeah. Amazing. Well, you're amazing. I love, I can't wait to see this show. I'm flying to Calgary. I want to be, <laughs> I want to help you guys. I'll be your number one fan in the audience with big billboard. <laughs> you fly there. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm giving you free tickets. Obviously that's craziness. I mean, the tickets aren't expensive. They're just, um, they're $50 for the first event we have in, the, in Calgary at the, at our um, office there. It's a beautiful building. It's a little theater there, but this is going to grow really big. I really feel it and eventually even potentially you know partner with the us and make it make it big because we need truth news and I, the the legacy media will be done it'll be done yeah. i mean maybe they'll be able to only tell truth on that on those platforms too i don't know but for now it'll be all of ours right yeah yeah, yeah we need to get off of big tech and off of these platforms because that's going to get censored more and more so we we need yeah. this stuff yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it very much. Giving that me was so good. <laughs> no, I appreciate you so much. Jamie, thank you for being so brave um, for standing up even with the kickback and, and creating this thing. I, I can't wait to see what you guys make here. Thank you. I appreciate it.